can't take it personally as much as they try to make it about you. Hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to another episode of A Lot to Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Driver. You can call me Brad, and I'm so excited to be here, as always, but even more so today because our guest is just an absolute Aussie homegrown legend. She's the biggest name in the Australian fitness industry. She is the host of Raw and Real, the podcast. She's the brains behind Balance by Ashy Bynes, where you can train and eat with her online. She is the author of her very own book, the founder of her very own activewear brand, Baseline. And today she's here to share her story with each and every one of you. So from your home, your car, or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only and the very lovely Ashy Bynes. Ash, how are you? Wow, what an intro. I'm going to come here more often because you've definitely boosted my spirits today. Thank you for having me. Hey, we've got to pump our guests up. It's an absolute pleasure and just really excited to connect. It's, I find I always connect with my guests through having seen their content some way. And I like to know that the people I'm sharing story with have powerful and impactful stories to tell but also that they've got great morals and they've got great values within their life. And the thing for me, that was a real confidence booster to know that what I seen on the screen was really real is you've got a, a mutual friend, Mr. Taylor Cecil, who's an absolute oh, gem of a human. And I'm like any mate of Taylor's is an incredible human being. And um, I've been privileged to, to watch on your journey for a little while now and I can see that you're doing so many amazing things. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And yes, Taylor is an absolute legend. I've been working with him for close to two years now and he's definitely transformed my whole life in so many ways. So it's awesome that we can now pass on different tips and techniques and hacks and wisdom that we've learned along the way with our audiences. So it's pretty cool. It is, it is very cool. And you've got an incredible audience and just such a great online community that, that you're so connected to and you're so dedicated to providing value and I love that I love that there's so much value to be found and I know how hard it can be to keep up with content sometimes and I look at what you're doing and you know you're providing value to over a million people online you've got so many pages with the activewear the podcast you know everything you're doing on balance on the app and is it hard to keep up with it really is. And I, there's one very important information that you missed. I'm also a mum to a little boy. So yes, yeah, he takes main priority in most of my time, but I'm a very structured plan person. I use an online app that every single day of every single week is planned out hour to hour, which I know to some people might sound stressful, but I really do love everything that I do. So it was a matter of like, okay, I don't want to have to cut anything out because everything I do has so much passion and purpose. And I've got this platform where I have this power to make a difference. How can I fit all of that in? So everything's color coordinated. Everything fits in, in my schedule and it just works and flows so beautifully. And if something isn't working and flowing, I kind of just sit back and go, mm, is this the right path for me right now with this journey if it's not really flowing? So very planned, very organized and um, very passionate about everything I do. So I make it work. That's so good to hear. I love seeing people light up and smile when they talk about the things they do in their life. and. Yeah. You know, you mentioned it there, mum, and that is a full-time job in itself. And I've got two incredible parents that are the most amazing human beings on the planet. I'm very biased, 
and they've literally changed my life and, and have been a huge part of the reason why I get to sit here and do what I do today. So I'm extremely and eternally thankful for them. And I'm, I'm a thinks about me like that one day. That's so nice. I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt he will, because, you know, you can see your dedication and it's admirable and I can see that. And I, it always brings me joy because my biggest value in life is people who love and appreciate their family. And I love to see that. And, you know, I've, I've got a little dog. I'm a, I'm a dad of a dog okay. and that is incredibly hard. And I've got the help of his grandparents. So I can imagine how stressful it would be for you balancing all of this. But I'm really excited to dive into your story because, you know, quite often within the fitness industry, I used to be a PT way back in the days, right? When I was young and a lot of the people I followed and a lot of the people that were connecting with big online communities at the time were US or UK based. So it's so refreshing to see our own Aussies getting amongst it and really doing powerful things in this industry. Where did this all begin for you? I've always been a super sporty kid. I loved playing all sports, super athletic, just loved to be active. I think I genuinely enjoyed it. And then growing into my teens, which I feel like my childhood and my teenage years were really, really tough. It was almost like my outlet where I could go and de-stress and reconnect with myself. And it just it gave me the strength, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally to get through some more challenging periods. And then when I met my husband, well, obviously boyfriend back then, I was 19 and I always knew that I loved fitness and I wanted to help people. He'd been in the health and fitness industry for over 10 years. He's nine years older than me. And he's like, well, a personal trainer is a perfect job for that. You get to help people and you're being active all day. And I was like, that's amazing but I had this story that I was just too dumb to go and study. And I had this story all through my teens. It was, it was such a limiting belief from my stepdad. We had a pretty awful relationship. So I just like was too scared to go and do a PT course. Anyways, long story cut short, I lost my job. And while I lost my job in this time, I was 19, my partner had applied for government funding for me to go and do my PT course. So I went and did it failed a couple of times, kept on trying, kept on trying, got my qualifications. And I'm so fortunate that my business partner and my husband have been in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. They took me under their wing and I started training outdoors. We started a boot camp called the Ashy Bines Bikini Body Challenge. And it started off with 10 girls and 20 girls and 50 girls, 150 girls turned up one day and we were like, oh my God, like there was such a need for a community. Like it's not just this one-on-one Let's get shredded. These women are wanting to come together and support each other and empower each other. And our groups got so big. So we started to hire more staff. We opened one in Brisbane, one in Southport. And within two years, we've got 75 locations around Australia, one in New Zealand um, and one in LA, which was incredible. We did that for seven years, which was just, yeah, so, so cool. I still miss it to, these, to this day. Um, we stopped doing that because we opened up a gym on the Gold Coast, which we also had for seven years. And I closed it down just before COVID hit, which was actually a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah. But my journey throughout the fitness industry, I feel like has changed so much. It used to be so much about what we look like and getting so fit and strong and like competitive and almost, I don't know, not, not so much a holistic way, a holistic approach to health. And as I've grown and evolved and developed and had my little boy, which is nearly six years ago, I really changed it to be more of a holistic approach to about how you feel and your intentions behind everything and how all my lessons and all the things I've been through, how can I use that as a beautiful gift to help other people? 
And the more I open up and be vulnerable about my struggles, not just with health and fitness and body image and all that stuff that a lot of women experience, but through life. And that's why I'm just so passionate about showing up each day online to share and be open and be vulnerable because I want to I want to normalize struggles. I want no one to feel alone. And I just want to be able to hold space for as many people as I can to get through some harder times. So I'm super passionate just about helping humans and making a difference in the world. And I've always promised myself, as long as I help one person a day, I will die a happy woman one day. And that's what I do every day. I show up and I, I make a difference. I'm really proud of it. Oh, you should be. And I couldn't agree with that more. I'm a big believer that vulnerability is the bridge that connects human beings, especially strangers. And yeah you can see how well you share that. And I've experienced some of that in my last year, sharing my story a little bit more and it's powerful. And, and you don't realize, you know, we often, we often downplay how much our story and, and what we understand and know about life can impact others. And you're, yeah. you're a pure and prime example of that. And it's so amazing to hear of how this has progressed over time. And, you know, I'm never focused on followers and, you know, to me, that means so little, but I'm definitely aware of the fact that, you know, a million people is, it's so much better than helping just one or two, right? The more people you can help, as you said there, as long as it's one a day, but if you've got the opportunity to help a million people, well, that's, that's changing, you know, it's changing the world to a degree. A million is a big sum. And I, I love seeing and hearing that. And one thing I'm really interested by is hearing about these boot camps that were really the kickstart to this community that you've built. What year was this? Because you know, like you speak about like seven or odd years ago, socials only just beginning to become fruitful at that point in time. So you would have been growing yeah. these in a different way to what your business would grow now. Well, it'd be 11 years ago and Instagram has been around for 10 or 11 years. Instagram wasn't quite out, but Facebook was like just getting really big. And that's how we kind of grew quite big because no one online was sharing transformations. Mm. And when we got photos of our girls we were like wow this is incredible and I had like a small audience online I was so proud of them I just wanted to like show the world and that's how it kind of spread around but yeah social media it wasn't it wasn't a massive thing there but it's also been like the the reason why we have been able to reach so many people of course and and it's such an incredible tool like I'm mm. so grateful for social and it has yeah. its positives where you can connect with the community like that but it definitely has it's flaws at time. And I know you're, you're very open about talking about that and sharing some of your experiences. Has that been hard, you know, to, to be a young person and especially in a world where you were kind of growing with social, right? So you don't kind of have the chance to adjust to it. You're learning on the go. What was that like experience, experiencing, I should say, not just the positives, but some of the negatives that come along with being online? Very, very crippling. If I'm being completely honest, it nearly killed me. And in my wow. book, I talk about this in a whole chapter. Um, when it first, when we first started to get attention from media and negative attention online, I was so reactive. I was this, you know, young girl just trying to find my way, trying to make a difference. And people are hating on me and accusing me of things and saying certain things. And I'm not saying I'm an angel and I've never done anything wrong. Of course, I've reacted or said things or done things that I shouldn't have done. But I'm the first to admit that and say sorry. But it's... I feel like everyone makes mistakes, but when you've got a public platform, people almost put you on a pedestal and forget that you're a human being. And I know we have a sense of responsibility to be super careful about the information we spread and what we talk about. But at the same time, I always was just, just want to remain authentic and talk about what flows naturally for me and my experience. But 
it, yeah, there was a really, really dark period. My little boy must have been like, two, I think two or three years old. And there was a couple of online hate pages just dedicated to me. And I'm not talking just a couple of hundred people. I'm talking tens, tens of thousands of women. Um, ended up being five women on a roster that they would watch my Snapchats and Instagram stories 24 hours a day. They had a roster and screenshot everything, make funny memes, send the people on the forum over to my Instagram page to comment mean things. I got followed in shopping centers, followed back home, things thrown at me, death threats. I had to turn my comments off on Instagram for six months because I couldn't post anything without it just being bombarded with hundreds of hate comments. It was awful and I just felt like I couldn't breathe. There was no light at the end of the, end of the tunnel. There was no... There's no, not one part of my day that wasn't consumed and worried with what's going to happen next. And are they going to come to my house? Like, I remember this one time my husband was away and he posted, he was at the tennis in Melbourne. And they said like, we know you're home alone, lock your doors. And I've got my two-year-old yeah. up sleeping and I'm just like, am I meant to call the police? And the police do nothing. Instagram and Facebook don't care about online bullying, they have the power to censor and to take down groups and they just don't. It wasn't until we took legal action that we ended up getting the pages taken down. But in, in saying all of that, I'm really honestly, hand on my heart, very grateful for what I've been through because it forced me to grow. You grow through yeah. what you go through. And I, I, I got, very, yeah, I got very thick skin. I'm very resilient. I'm very strong now, but I'm also really compassionate. And I really feel like I have a good understanding as to why people do the things that they do. And it's never about you. Like it's, it's, you can't take it personally as much as they try to make it about you. Hurt people, hurt people and healed people, heal people. And when I see someone projecting hate in a really aggressive manner, you know, all I see now is a very unhealed person with a lot of trauma, a lot of pain that they can't sit with that. So they just want to throw it onto someone else. And I just have so much sadness and compassion for them. I try and talk to them about it. Some people don't want to borrow, but other people are straight away like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That did trigger me and I took it out on you. You know, I have very interesting conversations with a lot of people online, but I just don't believe that anyone is born evil. I don't believe that people wake up and go, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this show. You can go for your life. I want to fuck up Ashy's day today. Like, I don't believe people think like that, but different people and situations can trigger certain emotions in people. And a lot of people don't know how to regulate themselves because they're not breathing. They don't have support. They've gone through trauma. You know, they've got past experiences. They're comparing online, scrolling too much. They don't have purpose. They don't have passion. Like, there's so many reasons why people do the things they do. And I always just try to come from a place of understanding. And that's been my biggest work throughout all of this. Um, but in saying that, of course, there is days where I'm just like, oh, like, really? Why? Like, mm. but I handle it so much better these days. And especially if, it, if it's at me, I'm always now I'm really stoked if someone comes at me because I'm like, thank God they're attacking me, not a 13 year old girl who doesn't have any support, any tools or techniques. And this could be the comment, the tips are over the edge. So yeah. come at me because I can handle it. So I'm grateful that it comes to me because you just people don't understand the power of their words in such a positive and a negative way. You can really change or damage someone's life. It's so much. It's so powerful. So we have to be so mindful and careful about the words that we speak online and offline because we want to make a difference in people's lives in a positive way, not be the reason why something happens to them or they end up in a mental breakdown or, you know, I never want to partake in that. Why would anyone want to? You know what? I, I agree with that so much. There's a few things that I take from that. The first thing is life is tough as it is. 
Like yes. life is challenging. Why make it any harder for anyone else? I think we, we live in a world where we're so exposed to content. We're so exposed to human personality more than ever because of social. And if you don't like something, you just literally don't have to comment. You don't have to message. You can, you know, you just don't have to connect with it. It's not for you. And that's fair enough. Like what I do isn't going to be for everyone. What you do isn't going to be for everyone either, but we should be uplifting people. And, and I'm so similar to you in the fact that I've not experienced any of that. And I've only experienced very small shades, which, you know, anytime you're trying to create something online, you're going to, it's, it's part of that process. But I was so reactive as a young guy, like, I was, you know, if, so, if someone said something to me or, or was trying to take the piss out of me, I was, I was so reactive. I wanted to like violence as a young guy is like your first put to call, right? You're like, oh, well, that's the way to handle it. But you yeah. get nothing from it. You, you literally yeah. get nothing from it. And for me, it was, it was hearing Gary V speak about it and him talk about how you've just got to tackle it with empathy because that's someone who's going through something really tough and it's being projected on you exactly like you said. And for me, like learning that you feel so much better about it when you come out the other end and you're like, I've handled that really well. And if that person doesn't respect me now, that's their issue, not mine. And I've learned to deal with that. And, you you know, I think it shows incredible resilience within yourself to be able to work through all of that, especially the way you've described that there. That's not, yeah, that's not just, you know, Sally up the road, not liking what you do on Instagram. That's, you know, that's incredibly tough to get through that sort of torment. So um, huge respect to you because that takes so much resilience and character and the way you've been able to flip that and give so much positive content out and continue to be you and continue to be authentic and get through yeah. that tough time. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And and I want to show everyone too that like you can get knocked down, but I'm, I'm always going to get back up no matter how much they try and knock me down. I've just like shown myself that I've been through so much and I always show up. And I've seen other people experience online hate now. And I just love that I can reach out confident, confidently and say, I feel you and I hear you. Because the loneliest part and the hardest part with going through that is I had no one around me that really understood what it was what it was like. Mm-hmm. I'd reached out to a lot of friends that have millions of followers as well. And they were like, I've never seen so much hate. Like I haven't dealt with that. I don't know what that feels like. And it made me feel so isolated. Whereas now when I see other people go through it, I'm the first to read, even if I don't know them, I'll reach out and just be like, I don't care what, you know, why they're hating on you or what you've done. Are you okay? I'm here for you Mm. because we need each other. And I don't ever want anyone to feel as alone as what I felt going through that. So that's also a beautiful gift. And imagine if my little boy has to experience this, like I'm going to be so equipped to help him through that. And that in itself was the biggest gift in the whole situation. I'm so grateful I have that now. Without a doubt. I I agree with that. And like we said, you know, parents are the biggest part of a child's life. And I'm so grateful for the lessons I learned off mine. And I can imagine that your little man will be grateful for that too. Talk to me about the growth of a social, right? So if you're going to now you're at a million followers, is that stressful? Is that hard to manage? Cause you're very active. Like I remember messaging you and your team over email and over DM we connected then later. And I was thinking, my chances of this getting seen are pretty low because when you've got that many DMs coming in and that many people connecting, it's almost impossible, right? To deal with it all. It is. So you do a very good job of actually connecting with people and replying and getting back and making people feel seen and heard. Has that been stressful to manage that over time as you've seen rapid growth in your audience? Yeah, there has been times, but 
I want everybody to feel like a somebody because everyone is a somebody. So regardless of how many followers I have or how many messages I get, like every single one of those are important because everyone Mm. deserves to be heard and felt. And that's, that's a big pull why I get out of bed each day is because I want to help them. So whether asking a health question or a life question or what I'm wearing that day, whatever, like I love connecting. So, you know, in saying that over the years, it is a lot. Some days there's thousands in there. So I have a personal assistant and she helps me jump in there and she'll always let me know, I think you need to read this message and, you know, we tackle it together. Other days I do it all. She does it all. We just help each other. Um, but I just think connection is the most beautiful thing. It's such a high value of mine. So I'd be pretty sad if I wasn't getting all DMs and comments where I could connect with my audience and make a difference. I can I can make a difference and change someone's complete day, week or year just by talking to them online. Like that's so, so amazing. Like Conversation how is powerful. I, how lucky am I that I'm in a position where I can make that big of an impact on someone in America or England or whatever, just by mm. having a conversation with them. That's incredible. Like I'm the lucky one that gets those messages. Yeah. Conversation is incredibly powerful. I agree with that. And, you know, watching you build this community and having these people around you who are getting so much from it, you've obviously then gone and built and pivoted off and created these businesses where you want to give value to people in all areas of their life. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the foundational one is, is likely balance, which is your training and your nutrition platform. Talk to me about the creation of that. How much of that is um, you creating a well-rounded approach to health and fitness and how much of it is just the stuff that you love doing and, you know, what balance looks like for you? Yeah. I mean, our apps, we've had multiple apps. So as I've changed and evolved, our apps have changed and evolved. Um, We've had 28 day booty challenge, 28 day ab challenge. We have keto challenge. We've had alkalizing challenge. We've had a squad app where it had so many courses and this and that. And at the end of all of that, over the last two years, we launched balance. I just was like, I think I'm trying to please everyone. I think I'm trying to make sure everyone is covered. But at the end of the day, I just want to teach how I believe is a really holistic, balanced way. And balance, everyone knows that I'm known for the word balance. That is just like goals for me to be balanced, to be enjoying everything that you love in your week that makes you feel good, that's contributing back to the world. So I really want to simplify my app. Most people just want, you know, help and motivation, accountability to train and lots of healthy, nourishing recipes. So that really is like the core of my app at the moment. We are working on a few things to bring in some different um, challenges and accountability and motivation for next year. But the app now is very, very simple. And we've got a forum where I chat to the girls and answer all their questions. Myself and Levi, who's my business partner, he's a naturopath, nutritionist, personal trainer. He's done every course under the sun. He's like walking Google when it comes to health. He's like a tailor. Um, We do a live chat each week and we choose a specific topic and talk about it. And that goes for about an hour every Tuesday that the girls get access to. And that's really, really powerful. It's like me and you chatting now. It's just a beautiful flowing conversation where we can answer all the questions and help them with things they might be struggling with or just areas they want to learn more. So, but everything I've done, all of my businesses, because I've got, I've got multiple and awesome collaborations too. They all still revolve around like, wellness and helping people like whether it's my active wear it's not just active wear when I when women wear my clothes I want them to feel empowered and motivated to make change to their not only their bodies but their health it's like a superman cape when they put on the yeah. active wear that I want to feel empowering there's such a deep message behind the word baseline I have a collaboration with um more life we have clean treat balls that in itself like my little boy can't have dairy but I, I want him to enjoy sweet things I love sweet things I've got a sweet craving so being able to create these 
vegan, healthy, gluten-free, dairy-free, beautiful tasting bliss balls that don't just taste like dates because that's what I feel like a lot of healthy treats taste like. Um, it's awesome. And to get messages from mum saying, oh, my little girl can't have dairy and gluten either. These are a lifesaver. Like that's cool. The app's amazing. Everything is still revolved around just helping people and it all flows and works in together, like dances together. It's so cool. It's like a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? All those yeah. pieces come together and create a really beautiful picture, which is that balance. And yes. you speak about, you said you speak about that word and that's almost your buzzword, right? Balance. What does that look like for you in a week? Because you've spoken about how important it is for you to schedule and to have a routine and to know where yeah. you've got to be and what you've got to do. So how does that start? Because I, I've watched on, you know, I'm fascinated by people that I'm inspired by and whether that be creative brains or athletes. And I love to see what their anchors are in their life. You know, the rock talks about it a lot. He's got that anchor of getting up at four in the morning training and no matter what is ahead of him for that day, once that anchor's locked in, like you're set and you, you know, you feel stable with that foundation. What does that look like for you? I think in a nutshell, when I first started really when I, I think when I felt really overwhelmed with all of my roles and jobs and being stretched and trying to juggle all the balls in the air, I wrote down on paper and I said, what's important to me? And it was like family, friends, um, fitness, health, food, me time, self-care. And then from that, I was like, okay, well, how do I fit all of that in? What does each of one of those look like? What does self-care look like? What do I need to do to look after myself? What does fitness look like? How many times a week do I want to train to feel good? What does connection look like? It's a date night with my husband. It's having one set day where I have with my little man. It's, you know, catching up with my mum. I have one night a week where I see my girlfriends. It's like everything is planned out to fit it all in because before I did that, it was like, it's so easy to be consumed by work. There's always stuff to do. Yeah. My, my list of work, it's, it's never going to end. And, oh, I've got low battery. Do you want to plug in? Yes. Can you give me two seconds? Yeah, go for it. Go two Sorry. seconds. That's right. Little little tea break for the audience. There we go. <laughs> hey, we said Sorry. raw and real, and what's more real than low battery on a Mac when you're in the middle of something important? So, no. Look, following on, and 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 I agree with that so much. So for you, that's having those fundamental elements. It's scheduling time with your loved ones. It's training. It's obviously eating well, and you know that's a big part of what you do. What are the little joys for you, those moments in the week? And I know you're going to say it's time with your family, but are there any things that what I've found to be really fun for me in the last 12 months is to be like to pick one or two things that I want to get better at or learn and really dive into them. Is there something like that in your life at the moment? Yeah, well, as I said before, I grew up doing a lot of sport and then entering the fitness industry, I was just like, gym, gym, gym. And then I had my little boy and I was like more about balance and like looking after my body and just tuning in and not having to smash and bash my body all the time. And in the last six months, I was like, I really miss netball. I really miss dancing. Like I miss doing sport. Like I miss being in a team environment, feeling empowered. So I joined up on a netball team and I've started dancing and I've danced now for nearly a year and I've only done like five games of netball, but I'm loving doing sport again. It really lights me up. Like it's like the highlight of my week. I love it. <laughs> a little bit of competition is healthy too, hey? So competitive. <laughs> yeah, love I'm the it. same. So competitive. It's funny, I, I run a lot and that's sort of been new to me the last year and I've got wow. so many mates who are just incredible runners. So 
the competition kind of never ends because they're always edging me out. So it's, it drives you so much to train because I'm like, one day I'm going to be fitter and faster than you blokes, but it keeps you going. And I think it gives you a healthy sense of, gives you a healthy sense of mindset when you go into your business stuff, you feel sharp and I feel like you feel on. And for you yeah. with the dancing, I actually noticed that on your story the other day. And it's something I didn't realize with you. Mm-hmm. How's that been? Just something where you can almost shut your mind off, I can imagine. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, the type of dancing I'm doing at the moment, it's called heels and it's definitely more sensual. And when I first started doing it, I copped a lot of hate online. People were like, oh, that's slutty. What's your little boy going to think? And I was like, oh, these moves are so much more than just looking sexy. It's so empowering to tap into that feminine energy of flow and being a business owner and being a parent, it's very masculine. It's very structured. It's very organized. It's goal orientated. It's deadlines. So living that most of my week, I'm feminine at my core and I really want to tap into that flow. And when I do that on a Monday night, I feel like it just recharges my batteries for the whole week. And I feel that just helps my relationship with myself, my partner. And I just feel so much more flowy and that just, it overflows into everything else I do. So it's so much more than just like these sexual, sensual moves in high heels. It's really about a feeling for me that I get when I dance. And I used, I danced my whole life growing up and I really forgot how that makes me feel. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, something for me, I lost, I lost competitive edge for a few years. Like I dived into, before I dived into this creative world, I was, I was a real estate agent, bloody, you know, oh. suit and tie, the, the greasy haircut, had the works it's going. Isn't it? You know, it is, but I think it's, there's something about being naturally and athletically competitive that is yeah. just at the core of each of us as humans. And I was so competitive. Like I, I played sports seven days a week growing up and wow. I lost that for a couple of years and I missed it. Like I craved it so much. So to find something I could dive into again. And for me at the start, it was Muay Thai. Like it was a couple yeah. of days of that. And it was kind of like the way that I could turn my brain off at the end of a big work day go and think and you kind of can't think about much else than Muay Thai when you're there because if you do you get kicked in the head like you've got to be you know what I mean you've got to be on and then that's transferred now to running for me and I was speaking with my last guest about the foundation of getting up going for a run in the morning jumping in the ocean and for me having that routine if I miss that my day just feels like a shambles it feels like I can't get on top of my workload I feel out of structure and out of balance. And so for me, it kind of centers everything that I do to have that foundation of my health and my competitive nature to kind of like scratch that itch early in the morning. Yeah. With with all you're doing, you've got the active wear, you've got the podcast. These things have obviously come into play and become passions. Is the business side of you, is there that entrepreneurial core where you've always felt like that's been a part of you? Have you had to develop that? as you've gone through and realized these opportunities have popped up and there's been an opportunity to provide value to the people who follow you and join in on your community? Definitely not natural. No. Um, I've definitely had to develop and make a lot of mistakes along the way to learn my lessons to help me, you know, today. But in saying that my husband, very natural for him. He is not one to work for someone else. He likes to run his own ship and he's so obsessed with learning. He's so motivated and committed and, loves expanding himself. So I think, and my other business partner as well, all three of us are so different in our personalities and have such different strengths. So I suppose I've been quite blessed to always us three working together. It's flowed so nicely because things that I, like me even being the front end of the business, you know, the face off, I love it. 
Levi and Steve couldn't think of anything worse. Like they like don't want to be amongst that, but behind the scenes, they have what they do and it all just flows so well. So I've never had to do anything by myself. Steve and I first started it and it was very hard trying to do all the roles and we, you know, I don't know how we got through. Our first website would have looked so bad, (laughs) but we got through. Um, And these days it's so much easier with apps and stuff and like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's easier these days to figure things out, even on YouTube, like how to edit a video, you know, everything's at our yeah. fingertips. So we're pretty lucky, but yeah, I think it's been teamwork makes the dream work and I wouldn't be able to do anything without my team, especially Levi and Steve. So I definitely credit a lot of what we do because of them. You know, it's funny you say that and you speak about teamwork. One thing that I listened to at the start of this year, which I found really impactful was I come across a guy by the name of Ben Crow. Um, Ben's an Aussie guy and he's, he's kind of like a mindset coach for some of the biggest, biggest and best athletes in the world. Um, he's done a lot with his Ash Barty's mindset coach and he was Andre Agassi's and he's done an incredible job of, of sharing the really human side to athletes. And he spoke about it in a podcast where he said, nobody, no matter who you are, or what you do can get through life alone. We all need support. We all need teamwork. And I'm so big on that. And it's something for me that I've sort of started this play and this platform is, is so small. It's, you know, I'm, I'm crawling at the moment and I'm learning to walk and I can't wait until I'm sprinting and running. And I've just enjoyed all that journey and, and soaked all that in along the way. But I've started to build a team around this now that you know, make it exciting and make it fun. And I feel like, you know, life is to be enjoyed. And when you get to share it with people, especially people you love, like your partner and your business partner, and to have those connections, it makes it all the more exciting. So I think so so true. And I think for some people hearing this, they might think, well, I don't have a business or I don't have a platform or I get the opportunity to do that. But I think you can do that in your personal life, right? You create that community and that circle that you feed off and you learn and you grow together for people listening. What are some things that you think can help in your personal life? Some little, um, I guess some little pointers or a bit of wisdom on the sort of things that should be a part of that foundational group. Yeah. I mean, something just popped up for me that you were saying then that like, you know, if I don't have a platform, I don't have a business. I think something we always need to remember when we're in the comparing phase, we all started there. I didn't start with an audience. I didn't start with money. I didn't start with anything but me. Raw, vulnerable, here I am making lots of mistakes, figuring out as I go, losing money, risking money, like trying new things. Just like, you know, people think that success is like this. Hey, you've seen that meme before. And it's just like, it's so up and down and it's never too late to start. Like you see these brands online that just think of something so simple, but like game changing. And it spreads like crazy because social media gives us the opportunity to reach millions of people. Even if you've got a small audience, like TikTok at the moment, it's incredible. I wish, I wish I spent more time on TikTok because, but for anyone starting, like there are so many brands out there that just one of their videos goes viral because they've made it really funny. They're solving a problem using the right hashtags. Um, It's really engaging using a trending sound or music and that goes viral and they get their first thousand orders in. And it's the ripple effect on their business. Like we have so much opportunity online. If you, believe that you can't do it you won't be able to but if you believe you can you're already halfway there and it's staying consistent it's saying it's staying focused and I think at the start too you do have to sacrifice a bit of time I mean I'm in a really beautiful stage in my life now where I have 
a team and I, I'm quite balanced and I figured out where I'm at and what I want to do. And I know my purpose, as you said, you're in the infant stage of your podcast, you're learning to crawl, you're learning to walk and that, you know, mm. we've got, we all have to grow, but um, just being kind to yourself in the process. Don't be afraid to reach out for heart, for help and say, I'm struggling. I don't know how to do that. Like reach out to people. People message me all the time, you know, asking questions about material or how I do my photo shoots or how I started a podcast. And I'm like, I just got my laptop, downloaded Zoom and you know, the sound of my first few were just terrible. I just, I just figured it out and got it started. You know, we all have to start somewhere and you'll just get better and better. And if it's something that you're super passionate about and you really believe in, you'll make it happen. If it's a priority, like you will always find a way. I agree with that so much. You know, something I learned last year with, with everything I threw myself into is purpose truly does fuel progress. And when you feel a real sense of purpose and drive to, to provide value in one way, shape or form through the things that you're doing in your life. It it's just a powerful mix. And there's a sense of um, there's almost like a sense of self-sacrifice where you're willing to spend the time because it means so much. And like for me at the moment, I'm juggling a few hats to, to try and not cause I need to, but I want to make this grow. So I'm like, I want to give 110% of myself to make sure that what I love to do and what I, what my dream is, is actually reality for me one day. And yeah. so it's, it's so inspiring to sit in front of someone like yourself and, and see what you've created. And you talk about starting the podcast and, and you're starting all of your platforms. And like you said, it, you know, it all starts with one audience member or the first um, yeah. purchaser or, or, you know, we all start from the ground up. So for anyone listening, like never doubt that you can achieve everything you want to in your life. You know, that's what we're here for. We get one chance at, this life as we know it, and you have to make the most of it. 100%, 100%. And like I said before, we've got so much information out at our fingertips as well. Like you don't know how to do something, type it into YouTube. There is millions of videos on literally how to do anything and everything. So learn, like upskill yourself, ask for help, keep researching, keep listening, like be super aware of the information you're taking in. Like, are you mindlessly scrolling Instagram or all the pages you follow, are they really empowering, inspiring? And are you learning from a are you watching Netflix, like the latest trending TV show, or are you listening to audiobooks? You know, where are you spending your money? Are you going out on the weekend? Or maybe you could sacrifice that and invest in a coach, whether that's a business coach or a mentor coach or a health coach. Like we all have so many choices to make every single day and every single week. Make sure that the choices that you are making are pushing you in the direction that you want to go. Definitely. You just, mm-hmm. you just touched on something there, investing in a coach and investing in those people around you. Is there anyone in your life outside of your husband and business partner that you lend to for advice or you lend to for, um, you know, that, that mentorship? Mm. Taylor at the moment, um, I've been with him for nearly two years. I actually went to him with a back injury and little did I know that it was going to be a whole, you know, holistic, emotional, mental journey that I just love and cherish so much. I said to him the other day, I'm like, you know, I'll still be here when I'm 80. He's like, bring it on. (laughs) Um, But before that I've, yeah, I've seen psychologists, I've seen therapists, I've seen healers, I, Steve and I have a relationship coach that we go to, even when nothing's wrong, it's just great to keep knowing and understanding Mm. each other and being together 12 years, I still learn things about him. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And you change and grow so much. So it's really important to still just be checking in and reflecting. And um, yeah, when I was going through all of that online hate, I hired um, two coaches, which you should get on your podcast. They're awesome. Um, Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles. And, you know, my first call with them, I was just ready to, ready to end my life and they they saved me they were incredible so they were very expensive but 
you know, what is the price on your growth, on your health, on your mental health? Once again, where are you spending your money? Like we can, I'm not saying to go out and spend, you know, whatever I spent on booking them, but it's just a good reality check to check in as to where you are spending your time, money and energy. You know what I love? You just said it there. You know, what, what is that worth? And I, I don't know. I think your team might've seen it or you might've seen it. I launched a campaign last night on my Instagram. I did. Um, Yeah. For cystic fibrosis. And it's kind of a different, it was for a different purpose, but we posed the question, what is our life worth? And it's, it's worth infinite amounts of money. It's worth everything you've got. It's worth your last cent. um, You know, your dying dollar to invest in who you are. And I love what you said there about investing in a relationship coach, even when there's nothing wrong in your relationship, yeah. why not be better? Why not get the most out of yourself? And, and that's something for me, I've, I'm, I'm looking for that person in my life right now. And I've been lucky enough to connect with some, some really amazing people that I've just learned so much from, and not even in this field, but just in a space where I feel like as a person, I get the most out of it. And, you know, I've got the privilege, as you'd know, with Raw and Real, your podcast, which everyone should go and listen to, by the way, is it's almost like this here now. Like I get to hear your story and connect and learn so much that I then apply to my life. And that's something Taylor and I spoke about a little bit. And he shared a theory with me about his training philosophy, which was, 50% 50% art, 50% science, which I'm sure you've heard. And that was something that applied really well to my life where I'd been so routine and so I uh, can't be off routine. I have to be calculated. It has to be so thought out, kind of took the joy out of it. So being able to scale it back and, and we learn from the people that we spend our time with. And it sounds like you're spending your time really wisely. You know, you spoke about those tough moments in your life and people will have had the pleasure to have read all of this in your book. What was that process like? I'm writing a book at the moment. I'm about 75% of the way in. And I thought I knew everything about myself and God, I've learned a lot. Was that a similar process for you? Definitely. And even when I published, I was reading back through it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've even from when I wrote it to the process of it getting published and doing, you know, all the photos, just anything. I was like, oh, I've learned so much in the last even six months that I could have put in there. And like, maybe want to write another book. I haven't, but <laughs> yeah, there's just always, always so much that we're learning and um, we get, we get to share, which is cool. But there is so many, so many, it's called 15 lessons that have changed my life. And they are the main 15 that have really changed who I am and given me the techniques to be able to move through hard times because as you said life is hard so the more that we can learn and have tools around our belt I call it like you're always going to pull out a different tool for whatever situation that you're thrown at the more tools we have the more well equipped we are and why do we wait until we're at crisis point to reach out for help and that's my theory with the relationship coach that people go oh why why do you guys see a coach like are you getting a divorce I'm like why would I wait until things are disconnected and feeling yucky to then get help like why don't I nourish and cherish and look after my relationship like I look after myself going to the gym You know, Mm. both, they're all important. So why would you not invest time, money and energy into making sure it flourishes and it grows and it's looked after? You know what it is for me? It's it's human ego and we've all got so much of it, right? Where we almost hate to admit that we're not Mm -hmm. perfect in every area of our life. And it's, it's almost like, I remember almost the first time on my podcast, right? I had 145 star ratings and reviews, nothing less. And I was almost... I'd watch it every day and I was like, oh, please, no one. Have, and someone done a four star and I'm like, what have I done? What have I done wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, 
sure I thought I was perfect you know we all think we're perfect yeah. and that's just the ego kicking in but being able to accept the fact that we're not and we can all no. do with a little bit of growing and learning it only gets you so much further so I think that's the that's usually the barrier for people is we hate to admit that but the more you become okay with it and, and accepting of self um, the more you grow and the more you get out of life so you know none of us the are more perfect yeah exactly. and the more you accept yourself you inspire and give permission for other people to accept themselves as they are and you can accept yourself and love yourself while you're on the journey to reach to who you want to be and who you want to become and I always I heard this saying the other day oh, I can't remember word by word but it's basically this this girl that I follow she was saying I hated school and I hated being a student but now she she's always going to be a student like we are all students in life you don't get a book that says this is how you be a perfect parent this is how you make a successful business this is how you do X, Y, Z. Like we're all winging it. <laughs> we're all yeah. doing the best we can with the challenges we get thrown and things that happen and we're all navigating our way through. So the more we can just open up and drop that expectation that we're meant to be perfect. And that's the hard thing about being online is that pedestal thing. I feel like people put me on a pedestal sometimes. And when they meet me, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, I'm just like you. I'm no yeah. different. I have flaws. I, I get angry sometimes. I have emotions. Like I fuck up. Things go wrong. I'm, I'm just like you. Like give me a hug. We're, we're just humans because I've got X amount of followers or I've done this or that. Like it, that doesn't matter. Like let's get to the depth of just who we are. And we're both humans with two feet and a heartbeat and let's connect and help each other. Yeah, I love that. I couldn't agree with that more. I want to make sure that everyone here today gets to continue to follow your journey and continue to, to learn from you and, and take the wisdom that you share and, and all that value you do provide across your multiple platforms. So I'm going to have all the links to everything that you do, which is going to be a bloody lot of links in the description of this show. Um, but one thing I kind of want to leave off on and, and sort of, it's going to be a little bit niche. So for some of you, I'm sure everyone will get something from this, but we spoke about just before there, that video I put out yesterday. And um, for me in the last 12 months, connecting with the cystic fibrosis community has been a big part of what I do. Um, it's a part of what makes me who I am. And it's a part of my human, human story and a story I feel very blessed to be able to share and have impact in people's lives with. Now, cystic fibrosis is an unrelenting and extremely challenging condition. And I'm so blessed that my good health and, and good fortune has allowed me to avoid some of the struggles that most people live with every day with this condition. For someone who is, uh, I know you can't relate to CF itself, but you've been through many challenging times in your life. So for someone with cystic fibrosis who is sitting here listening to or watching this interview today, is there any advice that you could give them for some of those real challenges that they're bound to face and the tough times of their life? The hardest work that I found the last year or two that me and Taylor talk about all the time is compassion for yourself. Like kindness to yourself is the hardest thing. Like even getting into meditation, I would go into my session to him and I'd be like, oh, I haven't meditated. Like I feel so bad. I know I should be doing this. And he was like, forget the meditation, how you're treating yourself right now. That's what we need to work on. The kindness and love you give to yourself and the relationship that you have with yourself and your body is the most important thing. So compassion and kindness would be my number one. My number two is to not fear failure. What even is failure? Like if I didn't fail and, you know, I opened a cafe once and that fell apart. I've, I've tried many different things and they've fallen apart and people might look at it and go, oh, Ashley Bynes, what a failure. But I look at that, like if you're not falling over and failing, how are you learning? If you don't make mistakes, you really aren't 
getting that opportunity to learn. Life is happening for you, not to you. It's one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins. And it really doesn't get any when we, when we become a victim. How can we use our story, the cards that we've been dealt, what's happening in our lives as empowering and inspiring, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else around us. And you are a walking example of that. You're not sitting here saying, poor me, look at this. It's so much harder for me. Like you're using your platform, your energy, your time to reach people and to help and to spread this message of like, don't give up no, no matter what cards you get. Like you've got this one life to live. Like how can we make it friggin' amazing? That in itself is so inspiring. I appreciate that so much. Ashley Bynes, you are an incredible human being. You are very inspirational. And I feel privileged to have been able to share your story with my audience and hopefully so many of them come across and join you and join your community. Um, you should be incredibly proud of all you've done. Your story is amazing. And I'm sure that you being the mother you are, um, the wife that you are and the human being that you are will have incredible impact for many years to come on so many people's lives. So thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show. Thank you so much. Awesome conversation. Pleasure. Pleasure.